1 John 4, verse 7, it says this, Beloved, let us love one another. Would you look at your neighbor and say, I love you. Look at the other neighbor and say, I love you too. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. That's pretty strong wordage, huh? In this was manifest the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Our text, verse 10, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Skipping down to verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because... He first loved us. Would you look to the heavens and let him know, I really do love you, Jesus. Come on, would you let him know you love him right now? Lord, I truly love you, and I'm thankful for you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Praise God. Would you look at somebody one more time, not somebody close to you, but across the building and tell them, I love you. Praise God. On this Wednesday study evening, I am going to preach, teach from this thought, relationship. Relationship. Can you lay your Bibles down, your phones down? And would you truly just forget about everything else that happened today? Would you forget about even someone that's sitting beside you for a moment? I just want you to lift your hands to Jesus. And would you lavish out love upon him? Would you adore him? Would you let him know with your words? Would you let him know with your hands? Would you let him know that I truly do love you, Jesus? If it wasn't for you, Lord, where would I be? And I mean this, Jesus, I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I love you with all of my soul. I love you with all of my might, Jesus. God, I truly do love you so very much. You gave yourself for me. God, you gave yourself for me that I might have life and life more abundantly, Lord. I could be dead in this world. I could be a gross and messed up sinner's deal. But, Lord, you came and you saved me. And, Lord, I'm going to do my very best to show you that I love you in everything that I do and how I act, walk, talk, live. Lord, I want you to know 
that I truly do love you. It's not just lip service, but God, I love you with all of my heart. I love you with the depths of my spirit, Lord. I truly do love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Can you give him a hand clap of praise right now? Jesus Christ. I love him with everything inside of me. And I hope that you do as well. Praise God. Relationships. Relationships. The relationship between God and human begins. Mm, praise God. I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. My throat is uh, got a knot in it because I'm Overwhelmed by the love of Jesus Christ. I just think about where I could be. Praise God. I think of where I could be. I think of where we could be. But he first loved me. He first loved me. Praise the Lord. The relationship between God and human begins... With love. Begins with love. God reveals his love through his patience. Aren't you thankful? And mercy to every human being. Even when we fail. Can I just ask you, has anybody failed? I know it's not confession. I ain't got a collar on. and I'm not disrespecting that. I'm just saying, has anybody ever failed before? I fail multiple times, but I am thankful for the patience and the mercy of Jesus Christ. The God that we serve, he's perfect. He is absolutely perfect. And the truth of the matter is he would like for us to be perfect. He would like for us to be perfect, but he knows that us being perfect is only possible through him. Me and you left to ourselves, we are going to fail at being perfect. Nobody look at your husband and wife and say amen. Just keep on looking this direction and say amen. So... What our king does is he lovingly makes himself available to us. He gives himself to us to relate to him, to get close to him, to have relationship with him. In addition to being the foundation of our relationship with God, 
the love of God also makes it possible for us to develop these horizontal relationships with one another. As we read in our scripture text a moment ago, were it not for his love for us, we would not know how to love each other. We would truly not know how to look at a significant other or a spouse or a baby and say, I love you and know how to do that. It all began when God created mankind for the express purpose of relating to him in love. Praise God. He created us so that we could relate to him in love. God's love. Somebody say God's love. God's love and relationship with man. Our text or portion of our text, 1 John 4 and verse 19, we love him because he first. Look at your neighbor and say he first loved us. God created man. God created man. And in this creation story, it so beautifully states in the first two chapters of the book of Genesis, God's pleasure and his satisfaction with everything he made. Each aspect, each aspect of God's creative process built upon the preceding and his plan, his design, and everything was beautiful. Every, everything was excellent. All of his efforts were excellent. And then, human beings. God created a universe from nothing. He spoke it. If you would, turn to Genesis chapter 1. And I just want you to reference it very quickly in verses 3 and 6 and 9, 11, 14, 20, and 24. His word, what he began to say at the very beginning, and God said, and God said, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. His word was all that was necessary for the creation to come about, yet all of the splendor and the beautiful parts and things, the great things of this universe, God reserved his most important creation until the very last. Human beings. Would you paint yourself right now? That's you and that's me. He saved us for last, the most important part of his creation. He devoted the same amount of time to creating two of us as he did in creating the sun, the moon, and the stars. Most significant is God's created human being is made, is formed, not in the form of, not from a cow, not from a dog, not from a gorilla, but in his own image. In his own image. Look at Genesis 1 and 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male, somebody say amen. And female created he them. God 
wants a relationship with us. God desires a relationship with men and ladies. Somebody say amen. amen. Author R.I. Hubbard, I encourage you to, if you can, it's hard to find, but the virgin birth book that was written many, many years ago, he had this to say. God has four ways of making a human body. He can create one without the agency of either male or man or woman. And he did when he made Adam out of the dust of the ground. Then God can, can form a body through the agency just of a man. He did when he formed Eve from the rib of Adam's side. And third way that he can form or through the agency of a man and a woman. That's where most of us came from. It's common for each and every one of us. But God can also form a body through the agency of just a woman as he did when he overshadowed Mary. Jesus was born of a virgin. Somebody say amen. I want to ask a question. I digress for just a moment. Does anybody believe in the virgin birth? Does anybody still believe what the word of God says about the virgin birth? Praise the Lord. I true. Why do I talk about it? Why do I say something about it? Because it's under attack, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to make sure that we as a body of Christ are more passionate about it now as we were the very first time that we ever heard about it. Praise God. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord. Somebody say relationships. Just as God rules over all his creation, he created an aspect of himself to you. He related an aspect of himself to human beings when he gave them authority to exercise dominion. Somebody say dominion. Dominion over the animals, plants, and natural environment. As we can see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 through 30, this delegated authority also carries implied responsibility for good stewardship. If you look at Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 10, a righteous man regardeth the life of his best, of his beast, but... The tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, we should exercise wisdom and care in handling natural resources God has placed at our disposal. Jesus wants a relationship with us, and he has given us things, and he's provided us things. And ladies and gentlemen, to have that relationship and to keep that relationship in good standings, then there's some responsibilities that's been given to you and I. Amen? Man's sin in the Garden of Eden ended God's intended ideal for humanity. Do you believe that? God was constrained to punish Adam and Eve for their disobedience. He also showed them mercy and love by making sure that they had a way of deliverance. 
He made a way of escape in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 through the shed blood of innocent animals to cover the nakedness. Thus began that practice for centuries of animal sacrifice. Animal sacrifice, however, it was not the answer. But Jesus Christ and him crucified was the answer. Amen. It was the answer for you and I. And I am so very thankful that Jesus provided himself. Though that worked for a moment. Though that was just a temporary thing that was there for you and I. Or for them rather. I'm so thankful that Jesus was born of a virgin Mary. And came and lived just for a very short time. That you and I might have life and life more abundant. Jesus Christ became the perfect sacrifice for sin. He went to a cross, Brother Darnell, for you and for me. He did it that we might have life and life more abundantly. He proved his love. I want you to think about it just for a moment. He proved his love for mankind. By giving himself as the ultimate means of salvation. I know it's old hat for some. I know that it's, you've read about it countless times. And maybe you can even explain it a little better than I am right now. But I hope and pray this evening that I can somehow point to you how much the relationship with Jesus, or a relationship with Jesus Christ is so important. His shed blood on Calvary provides the way to removing. I want you to think about it. I don't want you to dwell on it, but the guilt and the blight of sin. From this soul and the soul that I see, the souls that I see sitting in this room tonight. His place at Calvary. Him laying down at Calvary gives you and me a way of escape. Praise God. Salvation's reality is bound upon this. There are none so good that they can save themselves. None so bad that God cannot save. It doesn't matter if you've been here every Wednesday or every Sunday for all of your life. I can tell you right now, there's nothing, nothing that God cannot forgive you of. Save blaspheming the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that Jesus Christ cannot save you from. If you'll ask, it will be given. If you'll say, Lord, I'm sorry. Why did he do that? That's how important. The relationship, me and you, to God is. God wants you to understand and wants me to understand that, hey, this relationship that I want with you is of utmost importance. I'm going to make it near impossible for you to not be able to get back in good graces with me. Praise God. New birth began. 
or bridges rather the gap that divides the human soul from its creator. Salvation is the process that begins with faith in God and repentance from sin. To receive forgiveness of sin, the scripture command that one be baptized. Anybody believe this? In the name of Jesus Christ. And he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Which is the evidence. I'm speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. This. This is the new birth. Somebody say the new birth. This is the new birth experience. It is only the beginning of a beautiful relationship with God. Now, I'm just going to stop for a moment. It's only the beginning. I get it. We're apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled Pentecostal, and we get excited about being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. But can I tell you, it's only the beginning. There should be. So look at your neighbor and say, there should be. There should be progress after. There should be a going forward, upward, or upward forward. There should be in a, 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 not a descent, but an ascent. Praise God. That should happen in each of our lives. It should be something that we are desiring Every single day. Because I can assure you that the king that saved your soul and saved my soul. That wants to spend eternity with us. That has prepared, the Bible said, a place for you. And if it were not so, I would have told you. But he said, I've prepared a place for you. And so, yes, I want you to be forgiven. And yes, I want you to be baptized in my name. And I want you to have the evidence of me living in your life. But I also want to have a daily relationship with you. I want there to be progress in your life that is focusing and going forward. That's how important this relationship is. Now, I'm going to try to know my crowd here tonight. So, the banana split used to do it for her, but now she wants a little bit more than just a banana split. Yeah, you like to go back and do the old thing sometimes, but you better. You better go a little bit more. I, I said I love you 189,000 times. Well, you, you better do it. 190,000 times. Glad what you did yesterday, but you better do it again. It's important that there is a progression upward. You do what you've always done, you may not get what you always got. Jesus wants us to have a progression with him. He wants us to move forward with him. He desires, I'm just going to stop for a moment and talk about this. He Wants us to spend eternity with him. He created heaven for us to be there with him. He spent some time. He wants us to spend some time on building a relationship with him. Not on Sunday only. Not on Wednesday only. But every single day. Somebody clap your hands if you believe that. Praise God. 
The promise of redemption can be seen when Jesus changed Peter's name. 1 John, I'm sorry, John 1 verse 42. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. This was a demonstration of how Jesus looks at man. He not only sees what a man is. Oh, hallelujah. He also sees what a man can become. Just listen to me for a moment. He sees what a man can become. He sees what a woman can become. I know, ladies and gentlemen, that he forgave you of doing A, B, C, D, E, and F, and G. And you can't see past that. But Jesus sees you being more than you've ever seen of yourselves. He not only sees the actuality in a man, what's happening right now. He also sees the possibilities. Oh, I could never do that. Or no, I could never do this. Or no, I could never be a Sunday school teacher. I could never be a greeter. I could never baptize somebody. I could never teach a Bible study. No, you don't see it, but Jesus sees it. Jesus sees the possibilities. Praise God. You don't see it, but Jesus does. You don't think it could happen, but Jesus knows it could happen. And he just wants to have some time and relationship with you and me. So hopefully he can show you the progression. He can show you what it can look like. He can show you what you can be. He can show you what he desires for you. You've heard me say it over and over again. I don't know how long and how many times, but he knows the plans that he has for you. They're good, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Not the expected end that you have, but the expected end that Jesus has. I would to God on this evening that you would you would get a picture and a glimpse of what Jesus sees in you. Praise God. He sees possibilities. Jesus looked at Peter and saw more in him than a Galilean fisherman. Jesus sees us not only as we are, but as we can be. In other words, he says, give your life to me and I will make you what I see in you. Give your life over to me and I will make you what I see in you. I see something in you that you don't see. Are we supposed, we're supposed to make our significant other better, right? You've heard it said, I've heard it, this is my better half. This is my better half. We are supposed to compliment and make each other better. Jesus is saying this, if I can live inside of you and have a relationship with you, I can make you better than you could ever possibly see yourself being. And all he desires is a little bit of time and give him a little bit of effort, give him a little bit of want to. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
when we become gods, the old life is over. How do I know that? Well, not only do I know that, but you know that. The Bible says he makes all things new. That means when he comes into our life, he makes us new. We are new creatures in Christ. The old man has passed away. And all things are new. Praise God. All he wants is the site. He wants the building pad, if you will. You know, it's like the common thing, the, the fixer-upper and the do the things, make the old thing new and all. What Jesus wants to do is he wants to transform everything. You give him the building pad, he'll put up new walls, he'll put up new sheetrock, he'll put a brand new paint on the walls, he'll put a new roof on, new shingles, he'll make all things new. That's what Jesus brings to the table. In the building world, sometimes you have investors, and this one brings money, and this brings this person brings all the all the work and all the contractors and all those things. Jesus comes in, says, All you need to do is give me the building site. And I'm gonna bring everything else. I'm gonna make all things new. That's the kind of relationship that Jesus Christ wants with you and me. Praise God. I know you don't see it. I know I don't see it, but God sees it. Can you clap your hands under the Lord, all you people? Hallelujah. That's what God desires. That's what God wants. That, that's what God is bringing to the table, if you will. And the only thing, truly, the only thing that he wants from you and from I is Worship. He wants a response. He wants worship and praise. Somebody say amen. amen. Those who are aware of God's love have an instinctive desire to respond to what they feel with worship and praise. Amen. Does anybody know? Now, I get it. You're in church, and that's the, this is the answer that you give. But does anybody know? I'm going I'm to talk to you, and I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to go the, all the way over to the other side. This is going to take a few minutes. But do you know that Jesus loves you? You know that he loves you, Brother Jonathan? I know because I've talked to you before, and, and it's going to make me cry. But I've talked to you, and as I was talking to you, a conversation tears started running down your face. Because of the love that Jesus had towards you, what he did in your life. Do you know that Jesus loves you? I know we got a smaller crowd here. I thank y'all. I thank y'all for sitting in this this right here. Y'all are awesome. Because if there was nobody sitting here, it'd be empty. Amen. But do y'all know that Jesus loves you? Like you really know that he loves you. Same like with Brother Jonathan, Brother Trevor. I've talked to you, and as you've been talking about the love of Jesus Christ, tears have ran down your face. Everybody in this section right here, do you know that Jesus truly 
loves you? I know it's the answer that we give, but do you really know that he loves you? What about you guys? Do you know that he loves you? I talked about it a moment ago. He's patient. Even when we fail. Even when we're slow to come into the race, he's, he still loves us. Do we truly know that Jesus loves us? If we know that Jesus loves us, then our response to his love should be worship and praise. It should not have to be primed. It should not have to be pushed out of anybody or pulled out of anybody. It should be something that I have an instinct desire, instinctive desire to worship you and to honor you. I want to respond because why? I know that you love me, Jesus. Even in my ailments, even in my problems, even when the, I fail you, even when I don't do what I should do, you still love me. The psalmist wrote, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. He wants us to have a response to his love. It should be in us no matter what is going on, whether we are at church or whether we are in the community, whether we're at an activity. Our response to him should be worship and praise. I love you because you first loved me. I clap my hands to you because you love me. I honor you, Lord, for who you are. I'm not talking about, that. and there's people that do this, I'm not talking about walking down the, the road. I'm not talking about that. But worship and praise should be with our life. It should be with our life. The Bible says it. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen. While I'm doing my day-to-day, -day, declare his glory among the heathen. How I walk, how I live, how I, how I present myself in the store, how I present myself in business. I'm going to show forth his glory. I'm going to magnify him. Somebody say amen. Sometimes we sing the chorus by Stephen C. Foster. I love him. I love him. I love him because he first loved me and purchased my salvation on Mount Calvary. I know, I know it's just a song. Some of you have no idea where that song even came from, but we sing that song. Well, it is scriptural. It's very much, it's based off of the scripture that we just read a moment ago. And it should be our anthem every single day. I love him. I love him because he first loved me and purchased my salvation on Mount Calvary. It should be our feeling. It should be our heartbeat. It should be the sweat. It should be everything that comes from our life. I love him. It should be our response. God's love. Worship and praise. Somebody say worship and praise. Reverence 
There should be a reverence. Proverbs 1 and verse 7 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Psalms 96 and verse 4. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nation are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Praise God. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Our response should be worship and praise and reverence to the love of Jesus Christ. It should be in us to show reverence. What are you trying to say, Pastor Darren? I'm saying this. Most definitely when we walk into the building here at Truth Church on a Wednesday or a Sunday or any special services, but also every single day that we live, there should be a reverence, a holy fear. I hesitate to even use our leaders right now because of so many people's views on them, but the office. The office, if the office of the president was to walk into this room, there should be a reverence to give honor where honor is due. If dignitaries from our United States would walk in this room and we knew who they were or even this state, there should be a reverence. And if we are going to show reverence for those offices, then why should we even almost kind of a little bit Hesitate to give reverence to Jesus Christ. No, I know that you and I can't see him with our naked eyes. But ladies and gentlemen, every single day he is permeating the atmosphere where you and I reside. And it should be something inside of us that every day I know that you're here. So I'm going to give you reverence. I am going to fear the Lord and respect the Lord God power and majesty of him in a loving relationship reverence is one of the signs of moral strength irreverence is one of the surest indications of moral weakness no man will rise high who jeers scared things ladies and gentlemen I want to have a fear, a respect of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I would to God that you and I that are standing in this room right now, when we come to a service on a Sunday morning and a Sunday or, or Sunday morning or a special service or a Wednesday night, I would that we would come before the Lord with a reverence and say, Lord, I don't care what anybody else does. I don't care what anybody else desires to do. But what I desire to do is to show you reverence. You are great and greatly to be praised. Whether the song is the right song, whether I feel like it or not, whether my babies were good on the way to church or not, it doesn't matter. What I'm here to do is to show you reverence. The fear of God is to be united with the love of God. For love without fear makes men remiss. And fear without love 
makes them so vile and desperate. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a reverence for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Would you look at your neighbor and say, we got to love Jesus. we got to respect Jesus. Come on, look at him and say, we need to reverence Jesus. I hesitate to move forward just for a moment because I want us to understand reverencing Jesus is truly important. And why am I stopping on this? Because I had a conversation with some of the men in the church and I one of my children had made a statement about our president. And I'll just tell you, though I may have agreed with the young man in the statement that he made and no telling who he heard it from, I got a little upset. And I let him know, absolutely not. I was sharing with these men that I had to get on to him for his little mind the error that was there because brother Tony though his statements may have been valid the reverence for that office needs to remain and what happens is, is it tears down and I said this on Sunday whatever happens in the natural can translate into the spiritual and I never want there to be that type of reflection. I don't reverence what I need to reverence here, so I'm not going to reverence what I need to reverence there. He can't see him. His word declares that he's there, but he can't see him. Something bad happens in his life, and it's going to be okay because Jesus says it's okay. Well, who does he think he is? How does he, how's he going to make it okay? You see what can happen immediately? Can snub God just like that, and the reverence begins to deplete. I don't want the reverence of Jesus Christ to deplete. I want to show him reverence every moment of every single day. And I want it to be as serious as it was for those that went before us, for men before my father and before my father's father that preached about the reverence of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, we better reverence the King of Kings when he walks in this building every service, not waiting on a praise singer, not waiting on somebody to, to coax you or ask you or encourage you, but it be, better be something that, man, Jesus is in the room Jesus is walking right up and down my aisle I praise you I adore you I thank you and I honor you for who you are there needs to be an appreciation and a love Psalms 96 and verse 7 give unto the Lord oh ye kindreds kindreds of the people give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due. What? Unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Love and appreciation. Love and appreciation. Give it to the king of kings 
and the Lord of Lords. Appreciation and gratitude for God's blessings. Does anybody breathe here tonight? Has anybody got breath in their body tonight? Show it in worship. Show your appreciation in worship and praise right now. Come on, all across the building. Bring an offering into the Lord. Bring an offering into this place, unto the Lord. Not because I'm preaching, not because I'm encouraging it, not because I think it's what we should do, but bring an offering unto the Lord. This is, this is something that I would that everybody would hear. One cannot love without expressing it. Appreciation and gratitude for God's blessing are shown in worship. They're shown in praise. They're shown in offerings. And they're shown... In committed service. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? I'm talking about being committed to the house of God. I'm talking about being committed in serving God. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's picking up a piece of trash. It doesn't matter if it's on the safety team. It doesn't matter if you're an usher. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you hold the microphone for someone that's talking to someone about baptism. It doesn't matter what it is. When we show love, when we show appreciation unto God, we do that in praise and offerings and committed service. I encourage you, get committed in serving. What is the, uh, this commercial break, if you will, but what is the hope and the prayer here at Truth Church? I would to God that you would only have to do a physical service once a month. That's what I would love for it to see happen. But we got to have more people committed in serving. So I encourage you to show your appreciation and your love toward God in sincere, committed service. I love teaching Sunday school. I love being on the safety team. I love being a part of Brother Gary's media team. I love being on the praise team. I love serving as an usher. I love doing, I love Serving, it is showing appreciation to Jesus Christ and gratitude for all that God has done. When you serve, you do it unto the Lord. Everything we do, we do it unto the Lord. Amen? I'm hurrying. I got a couple more minutes. Let it be a, an anthem. Father, I appreciate you. Father, I am thankful for you. I love you, Jesus. I adore you. I'm bowing down before you and doing everything that I do for you. It is showing my appreciation to you. I don't got to get a pat on the back. I don't get, have to get an appreciation gift, though we love doing that. I don't have to do it. Lord, I just want to show my appreciation and my love unto you by being a committed servant. When I lift my hands to you, I'm not doing it for anybody else in the room. I'm doing it to show you how much I appreciate you. And I love you. Do it unto the Lord. Come on, one more time. Would you lift your hands to him? Come on, lift your hands to him all across the building. Lord, I appreciate you. I love you. 
Lord, nobody's going to ever have to encourage me to appreciate you. Lord, I have breath in my body because of you. I've been saved by grace because of you, Lord. I have a new lease on life because of you, Lord. Nobody is ever going to have to encourage me to worship you, Lord. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord because I know that you've made me. I know that you've saved me. I know that you changed me. I know, Lord, that you set me on the straight and narrow. And if it wasn't for you, Lord, where would I be? So, Lord, I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. It's hard not to praise him when you think about all he's done. It's hard not to give him praise and adoration because of what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. God, God's imputed holiness allows us to have fellowship with him. Without his cleansing blood applied to our sin, we can never come into close relationship with him. His perfection does not allow him to fellowship with our imperfection. But God's love, as expressed through Jesus Christ, atoning sacrifice for sin, allows us to fellowship with him in a personal and an intimate way. I want to be in a friendship with Jesus Christ. I would to God that every person in this place, that you would desire to be in communion with Jesus Christ. I would to God that you would want from the bottom of your heart, the depths of your spirit, to be a friend of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Will you stand to your feet? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you lift your hands to him all across the building? Come on, lift your hands to him all across the building. Come on, lift your hands to him all across the building. I'm almost finished. In the name of Jesus. Come on, every lady, every man in the house, would you lift your hands to him? Jesus, we thank you. Those of you that are online, would you lift your hands to him right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let us want and let us desire a true relationship with you. Lord, not just a serve relationship with you. Not just a service relationship with you. But Lord, a relationship with you on a daily basis basis, Lord, every moment of every day, Lord, there are men and there are ladies in this room that, Lord, have communion, communion with you on a morning of every morning, Lord. They open their book and they read, oh, Lord. They kneel down on their knees and they begin to pray. Lord, I'm asking right now that there would be a revival in this church, oh, Lord, of building a relationship with you. And, Lord, as we build a relationship with you, as, Lord, we focus on that relationship relationship with you then Lord these horizontal relationships will begin to build and we will become strong we'll become mighty in your sight in Jesus name just remain standing for just a moment as I close God's awesome creative genius his wisdom and power are beyond human ability to comprehend he is the almighty ruler of heaven and earth, yet he came down to our level. He humbled himself and put on humanity 
in the person of Jesus Christ. Truly, his compassion and his desire toward mankind is among the greatest of mysteries. He desired to come and live on this earth for a short time that he could do what? That he could somehow build a relationship or get us to want to build a relationship with him. The word says he was tempted in all manners, just like you and me, but without sin. He went through everything that you and I went through. Why? Because he wanted, to know, wanted us to know that we could trust him, that we could live for him, that we could build a relationship with him. Because he understands where we come from. He understands the hurts and the pains and the ailments that we have. He loves mankind. And he provided salvation and redemption for each and every one of us. And he wants to fellowship with you and with me. And if we'll fellowship with him, he will help us build these horizontal relationships with each other. If we want the relationship with each other to be strong, then our relationship with him must be strong. Praise God. Lord, I desire right now that every person under the sound of my voice, Lord, would begin to evaluate their relationship with you. Lord, I have began to evaluate my relationship with you more and more on a daily basis. And Lord, I desire to be in close communion with you and if I am in close communion with you, Lord, then I am going to desire to be in communion with my brother and my sister. I'm going to desire, Lord, to be in close communion with every saint of God, every individual, Lord, that is in this place right now. Why? Because, Lord, you loved us so much that you desire to have a relationship with us, to show us how important relationships are here and now. Lord, let us pattern our relationship with you, Lord, after your desire and your want of relationship with us. In Jesus' name, we honor you, Lord, and we thank you for all you've done and all you continue to do. And, Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor that is due to your name. In Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. amen. Would you clap your hands under the Lord right now? Praise God. Putting God first, putting God first is a first priority of your day. If it's not a first priority of your day, then you're going to begin to notice. Whether you take notice or not, it's a different story, but you're going to begin to notice. You'll see it when you come to the house of God. You'll see it when you alienate yourself from people in the church. You'll see it when the only time you truly talk to anybody that loves Jesus like you love Jesus or supposedly love Jesus is when you come to the house of God. Amen? If we build a relationship with Jesus every day, then we'll build a relationship with each other. Somebody say amen. 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 God bless you. 
We will see you on Sunday morning. Invite somebody to be here at Share Sunday. Revival service with Brother Aganega. And we're going to have a great time of the Lord. God bless you.